this. Oh yes, yes, amongst yes. the stars. Yes, yes. There was that one we could make maybe change it to. But like, if that's the kind of name that if you're not in the know, you you wouldn't know. True. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? Because it's really fucking long. It is. It is very long. And if you're drunk, you'd probably get it wrong. You'd spell it wrong. So for you, now, should you, we? You, you'd type it wrong. You so know? for now, should we just stick to McGat and Fry? Probably. Probably. I mean, but you know, it's it. That's that's a mouthful as well. Yeah. Like, remember when, when we were at the con? Everyone's, it's for some reason the, the combination of MC and Y just freaks people out. It's like, I think it's Yap. No, the I think it, it, it's because they're together. They're not used to seeing McYap. Like, it makes perfect sense when you see it. We didn't have any business cards. Pro- yeah, that's right. When we explained right. to people, they were like, McCap? Yeah. That, that doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah. Crazy. It's medicine. a shitty name, though. I mean, we got we to do something about that. I mean, but uh, that, that other one, that other, you, you bought the domain, right? No, I didn't. I bought McBlankenfries McBlankenfries <laughs> for when you were away. But then <coughs> we didn't actually use it, and it actually run out. Ha ha ha! Ouch. Okay. Like it's been a year since I bought that domain and went nothing. You actually bought it? Yeah. McBlank. The McBlank and fries. <laughs> have I been? Have you I have been that <laughs> remiss in your duty, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I still think that we should get that other domain. Well, we should. We could probably turn together. this. You haven't told anyone else about no, it. No, no. Because s- some of these motherfuckers will buy it. Oh, hey, we're recording. Oh, great. Um, hello and welcome to the McGap and Fry's Movie Podcast. Yes, hello everyone. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And we are a movie podcast. We are. We and talk about movies, things that are coming out, movies in development. We review films. We'll both be reviewing uh, the latest Marvel film, Ant-Man, today. Yeah. And I'll be doing a quick review of Ted 2 just before Ant-Man. Cool. And uh, today is a momentous occasion. It is indeed, sir. I am proud. We are proud to announce that McGap and Fries is proudly sponsored by Green Room One Three Six Bags, urban carry gears built to last and promise a warranty for life. Um, if you haven't heard of these bags, they're made here in Malaysia, mm-hmm. handmade here in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Uh, laptop bags, camera bags, wallets and side keeps, all designed and handmade here since two thousand eleven. They're available at greenroom136.com. Go buy there, buy one. It would help us out. Boom. Boom. Wait, wait did you say lifetime warranty? I said lifetime warranty. So what does that mean? Does that mean like if, if you get one of these things and, and you die and something happens with it and or it, like it's in some ways it's you're not, not like it's not like if the beginning of cliffhanger happens and the bag is ho- you're holding onto the bag that right. might be outside warranty. Right, right. I think it's normal wear and tear. They're <laughs> laptop bags. <laughs> <laughs> They're not Stallone <laughs> hanging from a rope across a ravine bag. Yeah, you know that you know that bag. Th- it wasn't much cop in that movie. That was a know, strap, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was like a little plastic little bit of strap. <laughs> pretty strong plastic i mean that was a pretty intense scene yeah it was that's all right so but lifetime i can get her lifetime warranty basically saying that like the bag will last the bag will last normal wear and tear normal wear and tear yeah so So green green room 136 so it's not like if anything goes wrong i can be like i can call this dude up and be like fix it no all right they're not the he's not the 18 i think it's important to bring this bring this up now you know because you say lifetime warranty some asshole over there is going to be like oh yeah 
We're just gonna get it and tear it. I just read this shit. Go ask our sponsor. <laughs> you greedy and lazy. <laughs> um, so how have you been? I've been very good. I've been very well. Actually, no, I've been sick. Yeah, I've been sick. There's been a really bad flu going around, and I've been in and out of it for the last couple of weeks. It's been an absolute joy. You well, haven't you haven't been too well yourself, right? No, I got it after I kicked my uh, immune system into the trash on a twelfth pub pub crawl. On That's Saturday. right. We attempted the golden mile. Well, McNa- I, I, McNa- I, I McNa- achieved McNally, the golden McNally mile, McNally sir. McNally finished it. McNally I'll have you know, sir. <laughs> I. I, I think I lasted eight. I, I lasted eight. eight. Yeah. I lasted eight pints. Yeah. You know, have, considering the difference in our sizes. Yeah. You know, I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> and it's just as well. It's just as well. I don't. I didn't go the distance because the way I was behaving after the eight pint. Yeah. I, I could have done. Uh, the evidence of how I behaved after the twelve <laughs> pint. I didn't. I, I was happy. No one liked that, so I don't think anyone saw it. So that's good. <laughs> I could have seriously, seriously gone into some trouble. <laughs> Well, there's one thing. Whenever I'm sick, I tend to watch movies I've seen before because it's comforting, and you're not like missing out on a movie. Like, if you watch a new movie, you'd be like, "Did you I really you not like that?" Basically, don't have the brain power to yeah. watch anything new. And because I fucked my IT department at home, mm-hmm. um, I tried out that iFlix thing. Mm-hmm. So I watched two movies that I'm not going to review, but just to talk about a little bit. Is it censored? Um, I don't know. They weren't that kind of movies. Well, what'd you watch? So first of all, just to try to try it out, I watched Star Trek VI: The Voyage Home. Okay. Which was fine up until the fact, up until the very end when they're going on. And it's kind of like, because that, that was kind of like one of those movies where they started being like, it's starting to get final. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have all the signatures at the end. And that was when I realized that Leonard Nimoy was now dead as well as James Doohan and DeForest Kelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was a bit rough. Yeah. It, way to bring it down, dude. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you know, that was not a good way. <laughs> what was the other one you saw? The other one I watched was Watchmen over two nights. Okay, so was that censored? Um, I don't think so. Uh, his giant blue dong wasn't censored, but I think there was one uh, censored scene during him and Laurie at uh, no, Doctor Manhattan was, and Laurie. Was, was scene. the sex scene? Was the sex scene censored? Yeah, I think so. Huh. It's yeah. funny how that works. I mean, like it's okay to see a blue penis. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's you know, okay like to see several blue penises at a yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, you know, you color the guy's penis, and suddenly it's okay. It's like it's a blue penis is less threatening than a regular penis. Yes. Or and, 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 and that also is less threatening than oh my god a vagina. Like if a guy a came, vagina is the most threatening thing in the world. If a guy came at you with with his hard penis, <laughs> you'd you'd be scared. Mm. You know you'd freak out. But if the if his if his hard penis was shocking blue, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Y- you wouldn't be scared immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was maybe, that bit? Maybe you would. I don't know. Have you watched that movie recently? Uh, recently, no. Yeah, it's a weird movie. But when it came out, I, I watched it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you kind of liked it at the time, but the fight scenes now seem completely over the top. I mean, they're over the top at the time, but now that like I was, I was watching it with headphones on because for some reason the app is really quiet on my iPad, mm-hmm. and the swooshy noises are really, really distracting. Well, even when it came out, I mean, the fight, the fight, they were over. They were they were very stylized. Yes, um, but I liked the movie for different reasons, not really so much for the fight scenes. I yeah, mean, I mean, I didn't hate the fight scenes, but I'm thinking if you edit out everything apart from Rorschach, it'd be a fantastic movie. James Earl Haley. James Haley Earl (laughs) fuck I thought we knew this (laughs) why are you bringing this shit up because he's really good they're all good no he's really good no he is very good in it but Rorschach was the best character anyway yeah the guy who plays Dr. Manhattan was that uh, Billy that was Billy Crudup yeah he's awful Billy Crudup yeah like his voice he just talks like this you didn't like him in that I didn't like his voice should have been deeper I didn't have any issues with him I had Um, issues with that 
I, I thought the casting actually was pretty was pretty cool. I Who's mean, the guy who played the comedian. I mean, I mean, Silk Spectre was a little, yeah, you know, a little bland, yeah. right? What's her name, Melon Ackerman? Yeah. But um, but uh, I thought Patrick Wilson was good as Night Owl. I mean, I thought yeah, Patrick Wilson was solid. As yeah, he was. I mean, I think if anything, maybe he was a little too good looking, not fat enough. Yeah. Like in the comic, he's a lot fatter. Once he gets back in the bat suit, the, the fat suit falls away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, overall, I mean, I, I really liked the film. I thought, I mean, it was such an impossible thing to uh, do. T- thing to do. There's so many points you can see it's stretching to try and just like get to the comic frame. Yes. Whereas it could have actually, you, could, you didn't actually have to do that. Yes, yes. I mean, the. Uh, Zack Snyder in some ways was the perfect guy to direct it in some ways he was the worst guy to direct it because as you say you know I mean like he's very much a slave Mm. to the source material he wants so badly to try and replicate something that he he kind of foregoes pace yeah (laughs) and Matthew Good's really awful like he has I didn't know he has a lisp I totally forgot I totally forgot that he was in it I forgot uh, I forgot he had a lisp it was really noticeable this time that Mm -hmm. he lisps Mm -hmm. as Ozymandias kind of I completely forgot that Matthew Good was in that film. Yeah, because he's barely in it as it is. Like he's, it's, I, it, I, they spend so much time with bad Nixon, fake makeup Nixon, and other yeah, stuff that yeah. doesn't really need to be there. So watching it now, do you think they made the right decision by not going with the, with the giant squid at the end? Um, I mean, if you're gonna do Watchmen, it still kind of plays. Yeah. I mean, th- with the giant squid doesn't work unless you have the comics more of material with the other shit. Yeah. Because there's all about the stuff of like, it's not just the mass killer. It was the all the scientists that were down in the the jungle, all those other things that tied together that yeah. make the squid thing. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of st- like that was why like what what for years people said Watchmen shouldn't be made into a film because it's perfectly designed for comics. Yeah. It's something you can pour over at your own leisure and you can when you see an image you can turn back a few pages. Whereas that doesn't work on the screen. Yeah. Also, Doctor Manhattan's thing on Mars. Right, the big crystal yeah. thing. That was genius. Oh, it's cool, but they fucking there's a couple of things. If he's got a perfect, I, when I first saw oh. it, I thought everything moved smoothly, right? Yeah. But when you look at it now, there's a few bits in the background where the pieces cross. Yeah, yeah. They kind of they break around each other. Oh, really? Which looks really weird, and you kind of think that the perfect being would have all the timings worked out like a clock, right? So mm-hmm. you wouldn't have any of the gears chugging. Whereas there's a couple of things do like 90 oh. degree turns, and it just looks it stuck me out as weird. I was like, yeah, he wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, like I haven't seen it. In, in years but um, no I enjoyed the film when it came out I enjoyed it too at the same time it's just it was a, it, it's a curio now yeah. okay but so yeah um, we have a show for you we'll get into news we'll also have a competition later so listen in for that mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. have a first of our competitions which will run for the month of August we'll tell you about that later in the show what's, and what's the prize what, what do people stand to win we'll tell them about that later All right, then. tease it first I tried to get information for you people but you're just going to have to keep listening yep so Comic Con happened not too long ago yeah and um, there was some. It was pretty cool this time because now studios aren't waiting so long to release. Yeah. Um, well, some of them are. Some of them are, but you know, Warner Brothers was very cool. Uh, yeah. The Batman v Superman trailer came out I- me- immediately. Immediately, a- immediately after. I wonder if the Comic Con attendees were a little annoyed by that. Nah. Because, no, because for quite a long time, that's yeah. what Comic Con is sort of known for: is that you know, people who make the time to go there and the people who go to Hall H. That's part of the whole experience is that we made this for you guys. It'll be you're the first to see it and you'll be the first to see it for a little while. Mm. And uh, a lot of um, that wasn't necessarily the case this year. No, but I mean, what, what was I think it's they're going more the experiential route. Like you saw <laughs> Star Wars um, were the last the second last panel yeah. of the day on Friday. Yeah. So um, they had their panel. They didn't show any new trailer, but they did show some behind-the-scenes thing, which is, it gave me all the nerd feels. Yeah, yeah. And it, it ticked all the boxes. It ticked all the boxes. And then what was nice was that J.J. Abrams gave everyone in the crowd a lanyard there. He led them all out, and they, get, they got a lanyard. Yeah. And then they went across the way, and there was a stage set up, and they had the 
San Diego Philharmonic playing themes from Star Wars with the intro video from um, John Williams. Yep. And yep. they played the songs. And everyone, and ev- everyone, and everyone they, was given a lightsaber. Everyone was given a lightsaber. You got to choose your color, plastic lightsaber, and everyone waved them in the air and sang along. That I think is more is more experiential kind of. That's the enjoyable yes, part yes, of it. That's very cool. I like, mean, that's that's not too far removed from what Edgar Wright did with us. Yeah. Uh, in well, we weren't part of that gang. I mean, we were part of another. Oh yeah, we had to go the following day. Didn't <laughs> we? <laughs> we had to go the following. We didn't get the stick. We didn't <laughs> no, get the no, buttons no. that got us into Sea Scout Pilgrim. Yeah, really. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> we saw the following night, which was, you know, I mean, it was still just, good. Just as good. Just yeah. as good. Did you hear though that there was a second last panel? Uh, who? The, la- the Star Wars. There was a second last panel. On the Friday, the last panel was um, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith. With Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. So Kevin uh, yeah, Smith. That's right. That's right. Kevin Smith was saying like he was sitting behind, behind stage and looked out and there's like Hall H fits about six thousand, six thousand, six and a half thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So it's usually full until the end, and he usually has a, a, a halfway decent crowd. Half of them might leave. Yeah. He looks out and there's like a hundred people waiting outside. <laughs> And he messaged, I think he messaged J.J. Abrams on Twitter. Does someone put the conversation together? And right. he messaged him and he's like, dude, dude, my audience. And the guy's like, oh, Jesus, I forgot. I didn't realize. <laughs> they completely forgot he had it because he, he does a later show because it's a podcast show and he hooks around for a while and goes for an hour or two. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I heard about that. But apparently it was okay because a lot of the people who were standing in line all day, mm-hmm. they all just got came in then and just hung out for that. Right. Cool. So that was okay. Cool. <laughs> but that Star Wars trailer was... It was it was nice, and we got to see a little bit of footage of uh, Carrie Fisher uh, in her Leia gear, and we got to see a very sweaty Simon Pegg playing that's, an alien. That's right, that's right. Um, happy, happy as he's ever been. I mean, it's hard not to yeah. get swept up with yeah. the energy of the whole thing because when it you does see the, when you see the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon on a gimbal, yeah. and flippering around, and like that's fucking cool. It's very cool, and also, I mean, you know, Star Wars fans are the best fans in that sense. I mean, they are ridiculously loyal. Yeah. And you know they, 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 there's so much emotion, so much nostalgia that's connected to the project, that it's impossible to not, to not fall, want to fall in love with it. Yeah. Um, but like, and that that trailer plays to a lot of that. Like they're saying, like we're on day one of episode four, uh, episode seven. Oh my God, can we be here and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, like yeah. it's all, it's not every day you get to build the next wing. You know, everyone just needs to be ridiculously happy to working on that film. Mm-hmm. But that Superman Batman trailer, I did like the fact that someone has synced up the scenes from Man of Steel with the scene from uh, where they see um, Bruce Wayne running towards the yeah. battle between Zod and yeah. uh, Kal El, yeah. and the eye beams actually match yeah. From, yeah. from opposite ends, which is yeah. kind of—it's a very nice touch. It's—it's yeah, it's, it's very cool. <coughs> what did you think of um, what's his name, Jesse Eisenberg's appearance in that? Like just the whole—he just seems weird. Well, I mean, you know, he looks like a geeky Kurt Cobain. Yeah, you know, that's what he looks like. Um, I, I, I'm kind of indifferent to, to him. You know, uh, I mean, I do know that he goes bald at some point. Mm. Uh, so I mean, God knows if that's a wig or whatever. Uh, but his hair looked a hell of a lot nicer than Holly Hunter's. Yeah. Holly Hunter's hair just looked—it looked weird. Like I don't know if that's like it a choice. Re- it's senatorial. It, it looked like really all she, senators like, look like, weird. Like she has not taken care of her hair. <laughs> Like at all, you know. Uh, it, it was I was very distracted by that. I was more distracted by his his weird line delivery on that red capes are coming line. That's something that maybe it'll work in the film, but it does not work in the trailer. At really, all. I actually liked it. Did you? I actually liked it. it. I, thought it was, I thought it was coming. Very, no, red cape. It's like no, it's I weird. Thought, I thought it was very creepy. Yeah, but it's just fucking weird. No, I liked it. I thought I thought it was a fucking good trailer. I saw some comments on 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 Twitter from people we know. Like, don't mm-hmm. read the comments, dude. No, and, and I'm and I'm just like. He never learns. He never just, fucking like, learns. What is your issue? You know, I thought I thought it was a kick-ass trailer. Yeah. I thought it was a really good trailer. Um, 
sure, it raises questions. Yeah. Oh, but what? Uh, what? So that means what? But what's with Desert Storm, Batman? Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is that? And what's know? with the army dude with, with Superman crests? Yeah, I mean, shit. You what? Know, uh, yeah, what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. But this I is this is one we're going. I mean, are these two trays, two teaser trailers? We've had no. There's one teaser trailer, trailer, right? That's yeah. our first official trailer. This is our first official. So trailer. we get one more before we're out of trailers. For I mean, it's a it's a long trailer. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's over three minutes. That's a yeah. long trailer. Um, and yes, it raises a bunch of questions, and there are things in there that make yeah. you go that make you go, huh? But in a good way. Yeah. You know. I mean. Rules are rules. We only watch two trailers before we call it a day. Yeah. So we will watch one more trailer. That's gonna leave. That's still gonna be a lot of questions going into that movie. Yeah. I think I think they're gonna answer a lot. They're gonna answer much. Um, I mean, the the only th- sort of thing that I it's not even a concern. It's just something that I noticed because so many people made such a big fuss over the collateral damage from the end of Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, it does look like the fight between Bat- Batman and Superman is also gonna be equally as destructive. Mm. So people are gonna. Well, maybe oh, well, no, 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 no. But maybe if they follow the Dark Knight Returns <coughs> thing, where, where it's like you know, clear the area, sort, sort, sort of thing. Yeah, no, and I think parts of that might be from other parts of the film. I yeah, I was thinking that as well. Like because um, Wonder Wonder Woman seems to be leveling several city blocks at one point, but that could be clever editing. Yeah, I, but I but I am kind of curious to know where that fight does take place. Mm. You know, um, and, uh, and the, the ruins of old Metropolis because they all live in Delta City now. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean. Th- Visually, it's kind of hard to fault the film. Yeah, it it looks pretty amazing. There's I a mean, lot of in tr- in interesting images. Did you see the thing I posted about Cinema Sins? Like th- two days later. Yeah, yeah. There's like two frames of but the Dark Knight Returns. But that's, cover. A, but that's nice. Yes, it's like very it, nice. It's the clever they put that in. It's very nice. And that guy. It's, it's Zack Snyder. But if you saw it, he didn't keep track of the score. So I'll put the link up to the Cinema Sins video. They, they 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 can be hit and miss, but this one was generally good because he's going through. And he's like Ben Affleck's face right now. That's two sins taken off just because of Ben Affleck right now. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm not even keeping count anymore. Like <laughs> he just like he took and he does that a couple of times he's not completely narky with it mm-hmm, like the, mm-hmm. all the all the snack you're getting you're getting yeah. he doesn't do that yeah it's that level of like that's why he's cinema sin because he goes a little bit further mm-hmm. usually he's more snarky on a higher level but this point he's actually i'm actually pumped yeah that's gonna be good fun there was a cool thing i don't know you you've, you've, you've only watched a bit of arrow right i've seen the first season yeah uh, but it, that's it gets it. better after that but you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a history of Comic-Con of people coming out in costume, and Stephen Amell came out as Green Arrow. Oh, yeah, did he? And mm-hmm. he is dressed as Green Arrow, mm-hmm. and he said, San Diego, you have not failed this city. <laughs> Which is just cool. But he did some cool stuff. Like, he talks to the audience in, in character, and he says, they've always been in Starling City, mm-hmm. not Star City. Mm. And he's always been Arrow, not Green Arrow. But I think it was mentioned in season three. I did some research. I think it was Brandon Routh's character said we should rename, we should rebrand the city because of all the horrible things that have happened here. Right. So he mentions about we are going to save Star City. Mm-hmm. He actually said it's Star City, and he talked about and I can't be Arrow anymore. I can't be the Arrow anymore, but I can be Green Arrow. So it's a nice way of defining. It's like what everything up until now has been prequel. So before then, he was like, I don't want to be known as the Hood anymore. Yeah. And then, so what do you, what do you want to be known as? Arrow. Mm. And then now he's like, I can't be known as Arrow anymore. Yeah, they're working towards Call it. Call me Green Arrow. Yeah. That's kind of fucking uh, Kind shit. of, but it's, <laughs> That's you know. kind of fucking bad. When you watch the show, it makes sense. You know, I mean. When you watch the show, it makes sense. I mean, one thing about Arrow, I got to say, I mean, it's trash. <laughs> it gets better. It's the fucking. Fr- no, I mean, it's, it's good trash. Yeah. I enjoy it. But every, every time I'm watching it, I'm just laughing my ass off. I mean, the Flash as well. You no, know, the fl- I, I, but know, I, I'm just like, no, no, the, wait, wait, the you're only, laughing yeah, with the, the Flash, you're laughing at Arrow. The only, the only advantage that the Flash has over Arrow is that it's 
is that it's light it's lighter on its feet yeah and it's um emotionally more resonant have you finished the flash yet yeah yeah jay garrick's hat yeah jay garrick's hat jay garrick's hat jay garrick's hat. Yeah. hat yeah and also if you've no idea what jay garrick's hat is no look it up. i mean both shows have fun with the comic book yeah. roots and i think that that's great but arrow takes itself so fucking seriously yeah. that i just you know, I'm at that stage now where the more seriously someone takes themselves, I just start laughing. Yeah. And Arrow, as far as I'm concerned, is a fucking sitcom <laughs> with, with no, you know, it, it's a sitcom with no canned laughter. I keep waiting for Jerry Seinfeld to turn up somewhere. We should you do know? an edit of that where he just walks in like, Rachel goes back in the city. Hey! Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> you know, just every time someone walks into the Arrow cave, just have laughter going on. It's and just, clap. I mean, at the end of season one, slight spoiler if you haven't seen it, like when his friend dies, I was on the floor. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. I was just like, oh my God, how fucking convenient. They were figuring <laughs> things out then. I mean, I, I, I do think Flash has reaped the benefit of a lot of that stuff. But anyway, we digress. And, and here's the thing about The Flash, right? No matter how fucked up things ever get, you can always meet up at the coffee shop to, find, to talk about your problems. JJ Jitters. <laughs> it's like, dude, where's, where's Barry? Oh, oh, shit, the world's going to end. And where is, he? where is he? He's at the fucking coffee shop. Well, they shop. only built so many sets. So they have Star Labs. No, have I the know house. that. I know that. It's, and they I shouldn't have it. wasted their fucking time on building that set. In the, well, which one was it with the burgers? Was it Arrow has the burger joint? Yes, yeah. has the burger That joint. disappears after a while. It's like, it's why like, the fuck did we build a burger joint set? This is a complete waste of time. And it's like, you know, what, who's that black dude in Arrow? What's his name? John Diggle. Yeah, he's a waste of space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what's that shit about? He gets better. He gets better. The, the relationship grows there more. They're brothers. Oh, God. Moving on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't think it, I'm not sure was it, it wasn't clear whether it was shown at Comic Con or they were there and just released it anyway. But there was the Ash versus Evil Dead tra- versus Evil Dead trailer. Yes. This looks like it's everything we want it to be. You know what? I didn't see this trailer. You did not see this trailer. No, no, no. I, Bad I, Gavin, Dirty Gavin. I know. Bed. I know. I didn't see this trailer. I I didn't. You know, I I didn't want to for some yeah. bizarre reason. I just didn't want to watch it. I was like, I'm sold. I don't. Yeah. Need, I don't need to see a trailer. No, it's good. Like it's got like all this kind of straining and all this kind of shit going on. And it's just him getting into a corset. Mm-hmm. He's like good looking sweet and it's just like the necronomicon stuff and he's got his uh sidekicks now and there's a cool shot of him jumping across the room slow-mo with the chainsaw going in mm-hmm. and there's a like was it there's some there's a lot of like you know not it's not hey deadhead think about a peach but there's on that level yeah, yeah there's yeah. a few bits of that and it's gory as fuck mm-hmm. like it's not they're not cutting away from shit people are getting chainsawed in the face and well, all that, sorts well of that's good stuff. they shouldn't be and that's when we go into this room let the boomstick do the talking it's pretty much that and Sam Raimi's cars in it are the same model at least so it's 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 it it is it well all these all these boys now have the money to recreate all that shit yeah so it's all good this clip I think is gone now did you hear about the Brian Cranston's mic drop epic mic drop no so basically uh, I think it's uh, Zachary Levi is in, in Zachary Levi's Chuck right yeah he's has this he's nerd nerd HQ group all right yeah I think it's nerd HQ HQ so they had a little off off Comic Con thing going on and um, some guy, some kid from Albuquerque was there and asked Brian Cranston what was his favorite thing to do while they were filming in Albuquerque, while they were making Breaking Bad. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Cranston kind of looked around for a second. He was like, well, I always enjoyed dropping by and seeing your mom. <laughs> and the audience went wild. And Brian Cranston waited a beat. And then he just held out the mic and dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd went wild. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. Uh, it, uh, I wrote up a thing for it for one of the places I write for, but it's, it's, it's since been taken down. I'm sure it'll pop up again. Mm-hmm. But it was, he was just, the look on his face as he said it, he was just like, <laughs> oh, this is better, best. <laughs> oh, 
I love Brian Cranston. I missed that show. I've not finished that show. I need to get oh, you haven't finished it. that no. show? Oh, I fucking missed that show. Uh, so then there was all the trailers. So all the trailers that we didn't get. So did you see the, the thing? Someone put a, a thing on Facebook and Twitter this week. It says, like, when a Marvel trailer leaks, yep. whoever drives the Marvel Twitter feed says, like, damn it, Hydra. Mm-hmm. And when the Suicide Squad trailer leaked, mm-hmm. Warner Brothers released a big long fucking thing about like we have tried to contain this leak <laughs> and we have not been able to do so. So we're really in, we're really disappointed in you as an audience. But here's the trailer. Yeah. And we're going for a room. Yeah. And slam it like Scott fucking Evil for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's like people want to see this shit. Plan ahead. What do you think of the uh, Suicide Squad trailer? Well, I originally saw it in Merco Vision from an iPhone. So, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm sold on the Joker now, more than I was. It looks it looks pretty much like the Harlequin show. Like, the way the way they're selling it, it looks like the Harlequin and Joker it's, show. It, no, it looks like the Harlequin yoga hour. Margot yeah, Robbie is yeah. a good-looking lady. I can see where the, the demographic... The demographics say we need more of her ass in this movie. Yep, yep, yep. She needs to lose the heel. She needs to uh, lick the, metal, the steel bar. Yep. Do, like, anything phallic. Yep. Um... I, I really like this trailer. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an interesting take. And it looks like, I mean, it looks like they're going with, they're going for the Joker, right? Mm-hmm. The Joker's out. And that's well, what Well, I mean, do. I don't know. I can't tell anything about the fucking story. Oh, no. No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, visually, tonally, it looks cool. Um, Except there's, we'll, that, there's, we'll, that, there's we'll, that one, and, and re- there's only one second with Jai Courtney in it. Yeah, yeah. But at least Jack Courtney's speaking with his, in his native accent. So, I mean, is he Australian? He's Australian, yeah. I didn't know he's Australian. Yeah, yeah, no, he's Australian. Or are you just thinking of Sam Worthington all the time for bad actors? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I don't think of Sam Worthington all the time for bad actors, you know. I mean, but, J- but Jack Courtney is Australian, and uh, he seems he's speaking with his uh, Aussie accent in this movie, so that makes him a little bit more believable. Um, I mean, I like uh, the, the bits that they showed about the Joker with Jared Leto. I mean, it looks cool. I just fucking still hate the tattoos. I just don't think... Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Still. I'm not saying you can't have tattoos, yeah. but look at the tattoos. Yeah, they're, they're goofy. You know the ha 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 ha. You yeah. know in the in the Killing Joke font. I mean, that's a little too. I mean, like it's on the nose. <coughs> fucking damaged, yeah. written on his forehead. Does he have that in the trailer? I don't know. I mean, like I can you can see it. It's a very quick thing. You can't really see it, but yeah. I mean, it looks it looks cool in that sense. You know, I mean, like Jared Leto looks. To, I mean, Jared, Jared Leto's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hate his fucking band, yeah. but but he's a good actor. Oh, that song's good. I don't know what that song's called. What song is that? I don't know. It's the one where they're, they're hanging out in the Forbidden City. 30 seconds to shit. 30 seconds to murder. <laughs> uh, Will Smith, uh, fucking, you know. Dresses like a pimp daddy for a bit. You know, it's like, you better keep your mask on, you fucking asshole. That's yeah. all I got to say. He's you jumping off a building with it on, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you better keep your fucking mask on. How much money must they be giving him to put the mask on? I don't care. Just yeah. keep the mask on. Yeah. It's like every time you're working, that mask should be on. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed because I can I can guarantee uh, just based on that trailer, you can already s- there there's shades of Stallone and Judge Dredd. Yeah. You know, it's like you wear the mask for a people second or two. Pe- people want to see my face. It's like not anymore. Yeah. Wear the mask. Yeah. People want to you see your face in Independence too. You're not doing Independence Day too. You're not doing that, so fuck you. Wear the mask. Yeah, wear the fucking mask, all right? It you puts know? the mask on or it gets to hell. You want to be respectful for this shit, then you wear that fucking mask. <laughs> Two trailers that haven't been officially released yet, though, are X-Men Apocalypse and Deadpool. Did you see the, de- the leaked Deadpool footage? I saw the leaked Deadpool footage. It looks, looks good. It looks good. <laughs> it looks so good. There's always, he's like, he shoots three guys in the head, and then he like blows at the, the, the guns. He's like, tonight? After all of the shit that... I'm touching myself. Mm-hmm. 
and I love like the facial expressions they get on the mask. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like just like the comic. Yeah. Um, and I I'm very happy for Ryan Reynolds because Ryan Reynolds has had his ass handed to him the last couple <laughs> of years. You know, I mean, for for a guy who clearly loves comics or who clearly loves the material, yeah, he's had some bad luck. Yeah. You know, and and he's one of those guys that should have, like the choices he have made, the choices he's made, <coughs> the last <coughs> couple of years on paper are not bad choices no so in th- hindsight they're bad choices yeah you know but on paper you can totally see hey you want you know you want, we're, we're doing green lantern you want to play green lantern fuck yeah fuck yeah you know what was that uh, that i don't know it's when my keys fell over yeah your keys fell over um you know even r.i.p.d on paper is not a bad idea i haven't watched it r.i.p.d hey yeah based on a comic book you want to yeah. you want to team up with jeff bridges you want to team up with the dude it's the next ne- man in black from the director of the first red which was actually all right uh. you know that, like it's like yeah sure sounds good to me sign me up fucking bomb yeah you know so he's had some shitty luck i haven't seen the voices which i hear is very good i hear it's also very dark it's, <coughs> not, it's not as light as the tra- trailer made it out to be but yeah. it's good yeah, yeah. um but this just looks like to be the marriage of perfect material with the perfect actor for it and the photo fo- I, I, I said the, 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 the photos on set where he's just sitting like crossing his legs reading a note and stuff like he's just yeah. he's loving it yeah he's and he know, he's happy to work with the mask he knows the limits of the mask he's working with the mask yeah yeah uh the only thing that concerns me is that because the one thing that is quite evident from the um, the trailer is that the movie knows its audience to a fault. Mm. And I'm just wondering whether it's going to be one of those movies, a little bit like Scott Pilgrim, that gets embraced by... The 15 people. It gets embraced by the fans of the material. And no one else goes to see it. And no one else goes to see it. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's probably the only concern I have for the film. Mm. Uh, but... And there's another movie. He does take the mask off at points, and... It's a cause of loads of jokes. It's yeah. like, why is it? It's like, it's like Freddy Krueger fucked a pie or something. You look like fr- you look like Freddy Krueger like fucked the topographical map of Utah. You look like you look like you look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado. <laughs> <laughs> and the look on Ryan Reynolds' face as that has been said to him is genius. Like, yeah, that's it. That's that's about that's about right. We haven't had the X-Men trailer released yet, but there has been uh, photos released of Olivia Munn as Psylocke. This movie looks retarded. Um, All I got to say is, is that I hope it looks better than it does. Yeah, I mean, Apocalypse looks weird. Apocalypse looks like fucking, like an, you know, like... There's something it, wrong with the it, top of his head. Apocalypse looks like, what if Prince had decided that he was going to die and cryogenically froze himself. And the process went wrong. And then he came back like 100 years later and decided to still with be the, a pop star. With the body of a, a WWF wrestler. Who decided to come back and still be a pop star. That's Oscar Isaac, right? I can't see him in there anywhere. No, no, not, not at all. Not it's, at getting, all. it's getting a lot of shit online, but I mean, it, it's a hard thing to translate these things across. But there is something weird going on with the top of his head. He's not completely bald. There seems to be some kind of hat. It looks... But you can't tell where the hat ends. Retarded. It looks fucking retarded. Setting the movie in the 80s does not help. No. Well, Um, I think that's a great idea for Jubilee and for the other characters. It's not a great idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Mohawk Storm's in it, which is good. Yes, Mohawk Storm is in it, and that's all right. Apocalypse looks retarded. It looks like purple jizz. (laughs) (laughs) Purple jizz. Purple Jizz. Someone commented on that. Someone did it on Facebook. Someone had like a picture of Prince on the face. There's been a few of those. There's yeah. been a few of those different things. Um, Olivia Munn looks retarded. I sh- yeah, she's not. I don't know unless. She, looks no, wait, wait. She she has been in good things since G4. So I got I got no issues with. with I Olivia. got no issues. I got no issues with Olivia Munn. 
And then in the pudding, and then you put the drug in the pudding that makes the bitches go to sleep. Oh. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> too soon? Well, it's not too soon. It's been happening since the 70s. <laughs> and in the jello, Stop. and then you put the thing in the, the jello, and then you do balls. <laughs> the last podcast I can sponsor. Speaking, you know, like, did you saw, like, the Norm Macdonald podcast where he was telling Gilbert Gottfried about when he had Nick Swartzen on? Yeah. And, and how they'd lost a sponsor. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Nick Swartzen was like, I'm doing an, imp- an impersonation of Mr. Limpet uh, who's just finished, he's, he's having sex with someone. He's like, I'm coming in your butt. <laughs> Your mouth is my toilet. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and then from then they go on. It's like, hey, let's talk about man greats. And <laughs> he didn't realize it was an ad. It was an ad. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, Norman Donald's uh, pretty good. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, I have, I didn't even read the uh, the footage descriptions of of um what's what's the new movie called x-men apocalypse yeah 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 <laughs> um it's like i think there's a, there's a one shot of bald charles in there it's like things are going to shit again charles is finally getting to grips with his powers i think kind of thing like mm-hmm. i've never sent i think he says something about i've never sent so much fire which i think is gene gray yeah yeah and apocalypse's four horsemen are angel magneto storm and olivia munn right. not psylocke olivia munn right <laughs> so it's, it's i mean to be honest that is the is most. It, is that is the most like comic, perfect comic co- um, costume. Yeah, it it's is. just and it's also exhibit A for why you should adapt things yes. from the comics. Yes, no, she's I mean, basically wearing a bikini. No, like I saw like uh, the footage on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, and I saw that. Yeah, and I saw that, and I thought, Apocalypse looks fucking retarded. Yeah, Olivia Munn looks great as Psylocke, and then I saw the other pictures where they show it in dif- action it differently, and I'm like. Olivia Munn is still hot. That outfit is horrible. <laughs> what are you, the fashion police? And Apocalypse still looks fucking retarded. Magneto suit looks I good, can't, I can't look at Apocalypse without thinking of Prince. No. I, I just can't do it. You know? And who's that other fucking, fucking guy that's in it? Yo, oh yeah, Magneto. He looks retarded. As Michael Fassbender. <laughs> that other guy. The guy you, you, you see Ma- you have a name, Ma- his name on a t-shirt. Michael, Michael, Michael Fassbender just cracks me up now. You know, it's like every time I see Michael Fassbender, I'm like, sex addict! <laughs> Get your cock out! <laughs> Every time I see him in the X-Men movies, I'm like, why did I sign up for three? I shouldn't have done that. Oh, it's hard to maintain the accent for three films, isn't it? <laughs> My name is Magneto. <laughs> My name is Magneto. <laughs> what are you talking about, Charles? <laughs> Taters. <laughs> Master of the elements. Master. Oh, God. Uh, um... What other cool trailers came out of this? Oh, the other news we had was something that weirds me out. Um, I'm I'm 50-50 on this. So the the young uh, yeah, there's gonna yeah, be a yeah, young yeah, Han Solo movie. Oh, actually, something that we didn't bring up is like uh, when we should have brought it up while we were uh, talking about Batman v Superman. Yeah, is um <laughs> is that uh, Ben Affleck is confirmed to direct, oh, yes. who's to d- direct the solo Batman film? Yeah. Right? And co-write it with Jeff Johns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Johns, who's currently... Is he EIC? Or is he what? At DC. At DC. 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 But is he editor-in-chief or yeah. whatever? Yeah, yeah. But he, Jeff Johns basically is... is He's the captain of the, sh- of the, of the he's ship. He's basically the guy who reinvigorated yeah. DC. Um, and that's pretty badass. I mean, yeah. like, that, that's some badass... News. And it's not in their slate. Like, they haven't announced when it's going to be. Yeah. But apparently well, that was... Ba- apparently ba- it was always part of the deal. Ba- Blackheart. Ben Affleck has to uh, finish directing uh, oh. Live By Night yes. first. Yeah. yeah. 
But I, I think apparently this was always part of the deal that he would get to direct one as well. With his and it's 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 also part of his Argo team is involved as well, right? Chris Terrio. Chris well, Chris Terrio um, wrote the script for Justice League. Mysterio. Chris Terrio. Oh. Wrote the script for Justice League. I just imagine Mysterio with his big goldfish head at a typewriter. I can't believe DC's <laughs> letting me do this. <laughs> <laughs> this pays way much more than supervillainry. <laughs> Not that much more. You just <laughs> you do like a DC DC script, and then right at the end, they get devoured by Galactus. Galactus. <laughs> the end. Ha, 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 ha. Bitch better have my money. Well, if Mysterio is directing it, you know the special effects are going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real in joke right there. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's good for Ben. Everything's coming up Ben. Well, except his marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pity. I did see, like, you know, someone said, like... Uh, Although I think that story he told about him and Christian Bale was, was, pretty, was pretty cute. What was that one? You didn't, you didn't see the, the panel? No. Uh, he was uh, saying that uh, he was... I don't have infinite time. Last, like... <laughs> <laughs> he was telling a story about how it was Halloween and he was in a costume store in Los Angeles and it was pretty empty and he was there with his kid and then suddenly... <laughs> Christian Bale was up at the front going like, Get the stains out of my outfit! And then... <laughs> It's like, is that it's so unprofessional, it's man? Like, it's like, is that blood? It's like, no, it's, it's cranberry. It's, cra- <laughs> it's cran apple. Um, but you uh, and me are done professionally. He was, um, he, was, he was in a Halloween costume in Los Angeles with his kid. It was pretty empty. And then suddenly he heard from behind, oi. And he turned around and it was Christian Bale. And he was there with his kid. Uh. And it was this surreal thing of him. Oh, here you're going to be Batman, eh? It was, it was this surreal thing of uh, him with his kid. With Christian Bale in the Batman costume aisle, <laughs> in a in a in a Halloween costume store in Los Angeles, and he's like, "Hey, look, man, you're you're the best. You know, uh, any you know any advice? He's like, Make sure you can piss in that suit." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Christian Bale, all right. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Ben Affleck also told this very funny story. Like the audience was in stitches in this one, where he's like, you know, he's like, if I had to think about. You know, like someone asked the question, you know, how do you deal with the baggage yeah. of all of, you know, of playing characters that other people have played? And so he was like saying, look, you know, if, if I if I had to think about the people who had done this before, you know, I wouldn't have taken the job, you yeah. know, and, and he fucked up and didn't mention Michael Keaton. Oh, but 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 he, but you could but he didn't he mentioned Tim Burton instead. He's like Tim Burton, Val Kilmer, uh, George, George Clooney, the great Christian Bale. Mm. So it was clearly a mistake. You know, he, yeah. you know, but he's on stage live. Yeah, but there was this thing where it's like Zach, you know, like uh, I was like saying, "Are you sure you want me?" And Zack Snyder is like saying, "Yeah, no, I've got this vision for it, and you're perfect for it." And he's like, "What do you mean? Ah, this guy, you know, he's at the end of his rope. He's a burnout." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, all right, I can kind of right. see that." <laughs> I don't quite get where you're going, but I'll run with it. Ah, he's old. He's at the end of his rope. He's a burnout. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> I'll put links to these panels up in the in the, the podcast notes anyway. But yeah, so we were saying one of the other things that came out was that, as I said, fifty I'm on the fence on this because they are going to make a young Han Solo movie. Yes. But it's gonna be directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and Phil Lord, who are the guys who directed 22, 20, 21, 22 Joe Street and the Lego movie. Yes. And if anyone can make this work, they can make it work. Possibly. But fuck off young Han Solo. We already have a young Han Solo movie. It's yes. called Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> We don't need to know what he was doing yeah. before he met I mean, Luke. When, when, That's when, the genius of the character. Yeah. You, you can see straight away he's a scoundrel. It's That's like, all you need to know. It's like I'd watch the young Luke Skywalker Chronicles first. 
before I watch the young Han Solo Chronicles. I don't, you know, because like... The young, he just raking fucking sand. You know, he's just like, you know, hanging out at Tashi Station, you know? Going to see the... You saw, you saw the, 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 um, the, the robot chicken thing about the power converters is actually a strip club. It's the name of a strip club. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they've chosen the right people to do it. But it's the wrong idea. But I don't think it's necessary. I mean, there are so many other characters in the Star Wars. There's so many other people, stories and planets and places. You can you can use that milieu like, to I, tell any story. It's like, you know, get fucking Michael B. Jordan, what's his name, to play a young Lando or something. You know what I mean? Like, I'd watch that shit. Yeah. You know, like, do like a, do like a fucking... Nien Nyum movie. Like a, 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 a science... You know Nien Nyum? <laughs> yeah, 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 the guy with all the, 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 the mud face looking the, dude. The, the, the co pilot of the Millennium Falcon the on the historic attack on the Death Star 2. The pussy face motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Hans I mean, buddy. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd get a, I'd get a, like, do a young Lando Carizian yeah. film, you know? You can get some. It's like, it's like Swingers, but with Lando Carizian and Yen Nyum. Exactly. Exactly. This motherfucker. <laughs> and, and, and that, but in that one, Lando's the sidekick. No, you can have like a, you can have like a, no, 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 Salacious Crumb, the movie? Salacious Crumb, the movie? Salacious Crumb by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Now, that's a movie. No, what, you know, no, I think Salacious Crumb, who directed, um, who directed Glengarry Glen Ross? Uh, James Foley. So I think he needs to do the Salacious Crumb movie, and it shows how Salacious Crumb, upstanding businessman, made it to being the guy who would laugh at the foot of Jabba to keep him entertained. <laughs> the, the fall of Salacious Crumb. How he went from, like, the hottest shit on Tatooine to... Yep. Bar scum. Michael Sarah as Salacious Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many... There are so many good yeah. ideas. We're two semi-alcoholic motherfuckers sitting here, and you know, and, and we're coming up with better shit than you. Yeah, Bosk, the, you know, his dream of becoming a theater actor falls through, Bosk, so he becomes a bounty hunter. Bosk, the Gamorian guard. You know, the guy who just wants to be the best Gamorian guard ever. Yeah, it's like Top Gun, but with Gamorians. Exactly. A whole bunch of fucking hogs. <laughs> Green hogs. The checks write themselves, people. <laughs> the Godfather only to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, exactly. There's so many things you can Young do. Young Sa- stop using the main cast. I mean, just do wh- or do like a do like a weird thing about some guy who wants to be a like a, or a totally new character who who's a clone trooper yeah. or something. You know, I mean, there's so many. Who doesn't know he's a clone? That's the right. last clone. That's right. Shit, we should take edit this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the point is, when they announced Rogue One and yeah. they announced some other stuff, I was thinking, oh. They're expanding the expanding universe, the universe. Yeah, yeah. and the, the, that bullshit we heard about a young Han Solo movie and a young Boba Fett movie yeah. won't come and happen. And they're still doing so. This means we'll probably have a young Boba Fett movie. And the whole point about Boba Fett is he's enigmatic. That's why it works. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear Benicio del Toro apparently will now be in episode? Oh, eight. He, he accepted. Apparently, uh, I, I, I saw. The I things. heard. I heard that they had uh, offered ma- it to him. You know, made an offer, yeah. but there was because no he had been rumored before for seven, right? <laughs> hmm. Oh well. Oh well. Speaking of Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah is going to be voicing Robin in the Lego Batman film. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So it'll be uh, an Arrested Development uh, reunion of sorts. Oh, is uh, yeah. Jason Bateman doing Batman? Will Arnett. Oh, Will Arnett. Will, yeah. Ar- oh, Will Arnett's back for that? Yeah. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So they just need to get Jason Bateman in there somewhere. Yeah. And Anne. You know. Gob. Her. Gob. Gob. Job. Gob. Job. <laughs> but still, where did the light of fluid come from? I made a terrible mistake. Dad, how did you... Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me anywhere near it. I need you to find... <laughs> uh, I, 
Everyone's wanted. always on a segue. You got to go watch some more. All right, we're, mi- we're messing around today because we're busy. But um, did you see the trailer for The Good Dinosaur? Yes, I did. I saw the teaser trailer for The Good Dinosaur when I went to see Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And it weirded me out on that, and it weirded me out on this. They've developed a beautifully photorealistic world yeah. with this goofy-looking cartoon yeah. dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, th- 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 I-, I watched it, and I was like... Vi- visually, this is astounding. Yeah. But then, but you, then you but see that the dinosaur has like super wide feet instead of like elephant feet. They're not yeah. like they're not like stumps. Yeah, and 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 the tone of the trailer is kind of all over the place. It's kind of all over the place. You know, it's like you can't quite tell. Is it? It kind of looks like Odie from the fucking Garfield cartoon. This movie, I mean, like you know, it just you know, it looks retarded. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, I, it didn't do anything for me. No. I mean, like I was, and there's I, also, and I wanted to like it. And the T Rexes look slightly more normal. Yeah. And the bison look quite realistic i wanted to like this trailer yeah. and it just did nothing for me nothing for me either yeah 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 uh, i mean like ah fuck it it's a pity there you go but it's just it's a weird decision i mean it's it's just it's so if the backgrounds were slightly more like um stylized a, like a dreamworks yeah, yeah, movie yeah yeah, yeah like a uh, or uh, is it dreamworks a, fo- or a fox animation movie you know where like even the minions have like something just sketched in a bit yes yeah if it had yes. been a bit more like that it would work but as it is this glaring thing it's like uncanny valley yep. this dinosaur lives in the uncanny valley yeah yeah um, what was the other trailer? Oh, there was um, ahead of that man. There was a trailer for I think their finest hours. Have you heard of that one? Fine, the finest hours. It's no. got Chris Pine. He's from Boston. He's a he's a coast guy. Oh, it, it's, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. No, no, I, I didn't. He's see a it. coast guy. We gotta go out there in the rain and the storm. <laughs> it's it's incredible. <laughs> it's basically the perfect storm, but with lifeguards are. Uh, coast guards, and they're not going out in those like big motherfucking things. They're going out in like a, a four-person boat. Oh, to yeah. a tanker that has broke its back. So even if they manage to get out there, they're not going to get everyone off. And this is based on a true story, Apparently right? Apparently so. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the moment the Captain Kirk's on screen, it's like, how are you? It's, I'm like, I'm in. I want to see. I'm, this is going to be awful. I'm in all the way. I just want to sit there and imagine. There's, a, there's something about the Boston accent that when you hear actors try and do it. It's wicked pissing, mate. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fucking, wicked pissing. It's fucking funny. That's a wicked pissing bears. We've heard so many Boston accents that even when you hear it done right, for a second you're like, is that really how they sound? Yeah. You go watch the town. <laughs> wicked pissing bears. <laughs> I parked my car in Harvard Square, buddy. Did you see the uh, the Saturday Night Live sketch uh, where they were? Where this was around the time that Argo was was out, or Argo had just won the Oscar or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, Fred Armisen was playing this this uh, Iranian who was super fucking pissed at Ben Affleck for no. making this movie, basically saying that Argo is bullshit. It's bullshit. It's never been done. You know, like blah blah yeah. blah. And so he was gonna play Ben Affleck in the movie where he's making fun of all of this. Right. And so he's gonna do a Boston accent. And every time before they say action, he's like, fuck you can't have it square. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's what, we heard that phrase there. Like, yeah, yeah. Around the corner from Harvard Square. Fuck you can't. Like there was yeah. a couple of guys who were driving forklifts in yeah, the factory out in Braintree. And they were like, hey, how are, hi, and how are you? Every fucking morning. scenes are a couple of quarters. 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 A couple of quarters. I can't do it. I can't do it. I you can't, can't do it. it. I can't. Another trailer that dropped was The Revenant. Yes. This is uh, G. Inaratu. What's his name? Inaratu? Yes. What's his, what's his full name? He's going by his full name now, but he wasn't for Birdman, right? Uh, yeah. No, no, he was already for uh, for that. Like he used to be just like Inaratu, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It was always his full name. Um, Alejandro Gonzalez in... in uh, in Inaritu. Yes, yeah, so it used to be just Alejandro G. Inaritu. Oh, really? I think so. There was th- he did some because, because yeah, he was experimental cause, cause before Because Gonzalez is the harder one to pronounce than Inaritu. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I saw this. This is um, uh, 
this guy directed Birdman. He won the uh, Best Director Oscar last year. And yep. um, got champagne a lot of trouble. Got, did he? Was it champagne who made the comment about who gave this guy a green card? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm Joking, because he knows him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I everyone took it the wrong as like champagne asshole. Yeah, well, Sean Penn is you a know, bit of an asshole. <laughs> if you know, depending on what you believe. It's but the um, bits. but no, this this movie, The Revenant, is uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Um, they still haven't finished shooting it. Yeah. Uh, they still haven't shot the ending of the film, and uh, this movie's been getting a lot of attention in the sense because this guy, um, you know, as uh, those of you who've seen Birdman, you, you'll know that he's he has a very unique way of uh, filming things yeah he likes to uh push the envelope with how how with you can capture single things. takes that kind single of takes that sort of thing and with this film the revenant lots of fucking jazz percussion for birdman yeah yeah okay uh but this movie the revenant which is uh, basically it's a it's 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 one guy hunting down another guy i mean the leonardo dicaprio's movie leonardo dicaprio gets shady crockett wintertime style yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio basically gets betrayed by Tom Hardy and spends the rest of the film trying to hunt Tom Hardy down. None of which is evident in the trailer, which yes. is just like mayhem with slaughter in villages and people on the yes. run and cool horseback shots. Yes. Um, That's a cool horseback shot. It is a very cool horseback so shot. This, but this also this film is known for, uh, has been making some waves because they're only shooting using natural light. Oh, really? Yeah. What it's was the um, Kubrick one that did that? Um, I can never remember its name. Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. Uh, but they're doing, they're doing something very different here. Just shooting only with natural light, which is why it's taken so fucking long to shoot. Yeah. Um, and this movie's had to put up with a lot of things. I mean, like like crews. The cr- they've replaced the crew a few times. To- like there's been crew. Fuck mo- this mo- shit! I can't handle this anymore. You know, I mean, it's there's been the the, the movie's had a lot of drama. Yeah. Um, there's also um, a rumor going around that Leonardo DiCaprio's character in throughout the entire movie hardly says a word. Mm. So. That so so, so perfect. Yeah. I, I quite like that. Uh, but they haven't finished shooting the film yet. And this trailer that's just been released it's looks... Interesting. It's very interesting. It looks pretty badass. I mean... But as I said, there's a, tra- there's a shot where basically Leonardo DiCaprio is running away from what look like Indians. Like mm. Wild West Indians. Uh. And the camera starts kind of... like it's par- The cameraman is traveling parallel to the horse. Mm-hmm. And basically starts behind DiCaprio almost. Like not, mm-hmm. not facing his back essentially, mm-hmm. but perpendicular to him. Moves forward as he pulls out a pistol, but it's like a, it's a musket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fires at someone behind him who falls off their horse, and then the camera comes back yeah. into the shot, and he yeah. keeps riding, and then it goes back again to look behind him and see the acres of people after him. Yeah, and it's just, it's a nice longish shot, and like it's very you're in that moment. Yeah, it does cool. look it does look very cool. Interesting. Very Did you interesting. see the trailer for uh, Spectre? Yes, so the 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 twenty third James Bond movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know I I don't know why I can't bring myself to give a shit. Is it because it's got the Crimson Mist in it? Not Crimson Mist. What was his name? The Red Mask. The guy. It ha- Christoph, Christoph Weitz is basically carrying it, playing his character from fucking Green Hornet. Oh, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Um, no, he's not. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, I'm, I, I you know, I, I don't. <coughs> I, this was a weird thing. When I watched the trailer for uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah. Open the door, Benji. Open the door. I was, I was watching it and thinking to myself. This is what James Bond used to be. Yeah. You know, and and I found myself a little upset by that, you know, and 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 before the before the Spectre trailer even came out, I could guess. Like they were already asking him to hand in his badge at the beginning, guess. right? I could guess. I I mean, and you and have I, no and, authority. And I was so up, I was so 
depressed at how correct I was in guessing the tone and <coughs> and and overall structure of the trailer. Yeah, I mean, it it was I, I just had this. He thing. used to he used to do his job. Yeah, now he's constantly now he's got it's like he's hand. I mean, the movie opens with him handing in his badge and his gun. Now all the it's time, constantly basically. like you know uh, James Bond needs to be a fugitive. Yeah. in order to do his job and. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's just not Do that James. once every 10 years. It's not James Bond. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're 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 Great Britain's greatest <laughs> fucking spy. <laughs> and it doesn't help what? when it doesn't help when at the 147 mark, mark they fucking drop in. The theme drops in from fucking on a Majesty Secret Service. Yeah. Service. Yeah. It's just you know, it's like I'm not saying it's going to be a bad film. No. I mean, like they're like okay, if you look at films, I'm not saying that you need to go to Roger Moore either. But there is a way to do a Bond movie where it's not tied to fucking his history and his his fucking Skyfall parents and all that kind of shit, and it's not tied to this other shit. It's actually just him doing the job and taking down somebody. Exactly. Exactly. He's got a license to kill. Yeah. And don't use that movie as a template because they took it away from him in that one. Yeah. But now, that, now, that, now that was the one that nearly killed Bond, and now they're doing that all the time. Yeah, it's like he's always on a revenge mission. It's like Skyfall. It's a good film. Is it a good Bond film? I don't. It's a good know. Home Alone movie at the end. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good Home Alone <laughs> movie at the end. Yeah, you know, I mean, Brian, Home, Home Brian, Alone, Brian Cox Home Alone four. fucking booby traps. Home you know, Alone four. Home Alone with Nan. You know, and that's kind of how I feel about the James Bond movies now. Is that they're good films. Yeah. They're just not James Bond films. Yeah. And and that kind of kills my excitement. Mm. I and I saw the trailer for Spectre, and I'm like, Spectre. I'm just like, why don't I give a fuck? Yeah. You know, I care more. I, I'm I'm more keen to see Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation yeah. than I am. Is that what it's called, Rogue Nation? Yeah. Than I am to see. There's an anti-IMF. I understand what's going on there. Christoph Waltz is just being smug in this. Waltz. Waltz. <laughs> <coughs> it's Christoph Waltz. Well, but Christoph Waltz. I mean, like he's always <laughs> smug. That's what he yeah. does. That's his thing. Uh, but know? like when he looks and up, he's like, "Oh, I'm surprised you didn't, it took you this long to get here, James. <laughs> I am just me, the author of your pain. You know." Yeah, I am going to tie together all the movies that were supposed to be tied together, but we jettisoned that plan two movies ago. You know, it's like, and you got Daniel Craig, who's looking like... A rock face. He's just like, uh, you know, like, uh, God knows, like he's just been separated from the last bit of the human centipede or something. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like completely joyless. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Will I see it? Probably. Yeah. I didn't see Skyfall in the cinema, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm just like, whatever, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad movie. I'm just saying this isn't the James Bond I have any interest in seeing. Yeah. You know, you send them after ISIS or something. It's dour. It's yeah. dark. You know, it's like it's the same fucking thing that people are bitching about. You know, like why does DC have to be so fucking dark? dark? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I guess this is this is my same hang up. And you can but do with a completely different franchise. And you can do dark, twisted James Bond. Yeah, but do it on the job. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't always have to be personal. It's, yeah. it's been personal now for fucking several. Yeah, movies. it's been it's been personal for too long. Yeah. It's Whereas before that, it wasn't. Like, it was still, you know, shit could go real, Felix could die or come back again. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> competition time. Okay. So, on this week's competition, part of our sponsorship with Green Room 136, available at Green Room 136 bags, available at greenroom136.com. Um, part of our deal with that is they're going to give us some prizes to give away. Yeah. What are they going to give us is a brand new, unreleased as of this time, pocketbook slim. It's a thin, simple pocketbook for people looking for minimalist approach to carrying their finance. Exclusively made only for this podcast from Superman uh, material. Mm -hmm. It's very cool looking retro Superman material on the inside. Not so geeky on the outside, so you can actually use it and not 
they're worried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they are made only for this competition. This awesome. material has been used for other bags, but it was only used for this competition. And it, officials and it features an officially licensed printed fabric of the Man of Steel. Not for sale, but normally priced. This type is priced at 100 ringgit. Sounds like a fucking good deal to me. Yeah. So, if you would like to win this, you need to email us at podcast at macappandfries.com. <laughs> with the answer to this question. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you know, like, like Ethan Hawke and Richard Linklater, Johnny Depp and Tim Burton, De Niro and Scorsese, actor-director... Bacon and cheese. Yeah, actor-director teams are nothing uncommon. So, as with um, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, who plays Ant-Man, Paul Rudd works quite often with um, Judd Apatow, also Adam, Adam McKay. Uh, who is who is uh, who he brought in to help uh, polish the polish the Ant Man script? Yeah. However, Paul Rudd is also an accomplished theater actor. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of theater. Theater. He does a lot of theater, and in his work in the theater, he has a director that he works with just as much. In fact, this particular director, in the uh, introduction to one of his collected editions of plays that he's written. Uh, ha- he even went so far as to call Paul Rudd his onstage mouthpiece. Uh, so, so this is a theater director. He also has directed films, and he is an acclaimed playwright. Name this director. You have until the end of August to get your answers into us at podcast at Prize for one of these sweet-ass fucking wallets. Do it. Do it. Fucking do it. So, uh, Green Room 136 bags, um, they're pretty cool because like, if you buy branded bags, they tend to fall apart. That's true. Um, and, they, they you know, lifetime, lifetime warranty. Yeah. Hello. So, these are made like thinner, cheaper fabric. Oh, we actually said the cheap plastic buckles earlier. We talked about jet bags. <laughs> but um, for, the, for these, are because you're buying the, for the brand, you're not buying for the make. Yeah. So, um, commercial brands are the closest price comparison to Green Room bags are usually poor quality, including Targets and Samsonite. Um, Crumpler and Timbuktu and Chrome are the closest to these guys. Right. So um, stick with Green Room 136 bags. Go to greenroom136.com. They have a store there. You can order from there all over the world. Awesome. Malaysian made. Malaysian made. Malaysian made. Have you got cool stuff? I do. Okay. I got cool stuff too. Oh, I hit the mic. I didn't hit the mic. No (laughs) wheezing of the juice. (laughs) Sorry. One minute. One minute. One One and a half minute. minute. Cool stuff. You want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go first. Okay. There is a guy. Yes. In Ireland. Yes. Japanese man. Awesome. His name is <laughs> Shota Katake. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he is attempting to celebrate 20 years of Father Ted, a show close to both of our hearts. Oh. By doing a fresh drawing of Father Ted every day until he hits a world record for doing a, a, a sketch compared to a, a, a TV show. That's brilliant. Are these for sale? I'm not sure if they're for sale, but they are they're, amazing they're, they're awesome sketches. They have Ted. There's one of um, Len. Don't <laughs> call me that, you little shit. I'm a bishop. There's characters from, there's fucking Father Damo. Oh, it's brilliant. The, the one of him in the Mother Teresa blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Where's yeah. the one? There's one of, um, what's his name? The comedian, the Irish comedian, Brendan. The guy who played the asshole priest, the one yeah, who's in yeah. the drill core. What's yeah. that, Ted? It sounds like he's drilling into the walls. <laughs> oh, these are beautiful. So we'll, t- we'll, we'll put up all of these. Put up a link to these. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing a Ted a day. Um, I'm not sure if they're for sale or not, but they are. They're a very modern, minimalist, but yet perfectly capture the style of the characters. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. They're really amazing, right? Just look at the, just the culture, all the, the, the many moods of Ted. These yeah, are, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Great. I for can't, it's been, has, it, has it been 20 years? Apparently so. Holy shit. I think there was a lot of posts this year that said it's July 16th. Mm. Do you know what that means, Ted? It's time to go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, in this day, 20 years ago, they went, 90, fuck, 94. Oh my God. Oh fuck. I'm old. Oh fuck. Uh, it's bad enough with Tony Petra doing like, you know, oh, 30 years since, we've passed 30 years since uh, Gremlins all that shit. Yeah, why does he keep doing that? <laughs> I, I need some stuff. Someone did that in my Twitter feed the other day and included me and it was like, you need to stop now. This is where I come to get away from this shit. I will end you. I will end you. What do you got? Okay. Um, okay, so cool stuff for me. Also, uh, these are posters for sale. Uh, Kevin Tong, he's a very- It's all gone Kevin Tong. Kevin Tong is a very cool artist um, that he's uh, he does a lot of stuff for Mondo um, and he did a couple of Tomorrowland posters uh, for San Diego Comic-Con and they were all sold out Shit. and he has uh, just recently put a few extra copies on sale on his website which did you is, order one no which is tragic tra- tragic sunshine.com um, the to- I like that uh, the Tomorrowland poster very cool oh that's nice very very cool it's like it's it's all um it's radio show use your words it's like it's all pinks and blues i mean so it's pink and turquoise like it's a nice got the retro futuristic thing going yeah, on yeah and that's and that's the variant there's also a regular color version which personally i prefer i prefer the variant um and also if you like robocop he's got a cool robocop poster as well that's still available yeah it's very red yeah it's very very cool and uh but this is like the regular version there was a there was a variant cool um also just go to his just go to his store anyway. He's got a lot of cool stuff, and he's also um, done artwork for bands, uh, for Black Eyed Peas, oh. Fish. Oh, fuck rem- him then. The sorry, Black Eyed Peas. Fuck off. No, no, no. Uh, Black Keys. Sorry. Oh, sorry, that's okay then. The Black Keys. Sorry, sorry. Dodge the bullet there. Bon Iver, MGMT. Is it Bon Iver? Or is it Bon Iver? The Black Keys. I don't. So I heard it as Bon Iver on the radio once, and I was like, what? Fish, Ramones, Bon Iver, Bon Iver, Bon Iver. Hello? Something else that's kind of cool but not for sale is they've always rumors about Vin Diesel being a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Uh-huh. He was 48 yesterday. Mm-hmm. No. Is, yeah, is the day before. I think he's 48. I think he's 48. Is that the Yeah, thing? he's 48. Uh-huh. And his cake was... It was made. Uh, that's his cake. It's made. Of, it looks like the. It looks oh. like hardbound fucking volumes of the Player's Handbook, Dungeons Master's Guide, and the Monster Manual from 4th Edition D&D. That's Very a cool cake. That's a, that's a cool cake. And like he always has talked about this. Mm-hmm. But the fact that his mates got it for him for his birthday means that he it's is a big fucking nerd. Yeah. Also, he's 48. That's going to be weird when Vin Diesel is 50. <sighs> Vin Diesel is 50. Yeah. Jesus, he's in shape. Got more? <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's it. Oh. Um, something else that was cool this week uh, that came out. It's not, it's not microwave safe, I think, or dishwasher safe. But uh, someone's made up. Uh, who is it? It's the Star- Staple Marshmallow Man mug. Coffee mug. Right. Two-sided mug, one of which has the happy face of the Space Pope Marshmallow Man, mm-hmm. one of which has the sad face, or the angry face Right. Uh, from the other side. It's officially licensed. It's not microwave safe and not dishwasher safe, but it's a cool mug. It's something I could see myself drinking out of. It's kind of cool, right? kind of looks like you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> that's my Halloween costume. The other thing that's weird is that there's... Uh, this is, I mean, this is the year for Back to the Future. We've already had... The behind-the-scenes book. It's the 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary. We've already had... Uh, no, we haven't had the illustrated... I think it was on the last podcast. The illustrated... 
Hanging? Is that what I said last time? Yep. It's already guide or something like that. And now it's the uh, the box set. The full box set. Yeah, you've yeah. seen this as well. Yes. Which even has like the cartoons are in this, right? Yep. And it comes in a flux capacitor box. Yeah. Which you already have, so you're not getting this, are you? No, I'm not getting this. <laughs> I already have the DVD set. I don't know. I mean, it's tempting. New original shorts, including Doc Brown Saves the World, starring Christopher Lloyd. The world needs more Doc Brown. Yeah. No, I mean, it is tempting. Yeah. It is tempting. Because it is, because, you know, it is such a beloved series. And, yeah. I, and I am a sucker when it comes to anything Back to the Future. And, and you always could do it a second flux capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a spare in case you get t- caught in the Cretaceous uh, period. Yeah, I can't believe I bought that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going through some of that stuff and just thinking to myself, what was I Why did I need a Lino bust? Why is, that, is that a keeper or is that, is that, a, is that a seller? Uh, that... Uh, yeah, that, that's probably a seller. <laughs> that was the, so you came home with a bag bo- of that bag. That, so, you, 2010 Comic Con, we came home with a bag full of. You came home with a two duffel bags, was it? One two, duffel bag. Two, two duffel bags full of stuff. Yeah. I came home with many T-shirts and a no pulse rifle, yeah. no f- no fully coolie yeah. robot head. Yeah. But I ha- my, my my I did have my Tron my tr- some of my Tron shits around the house. Yeah. But all my T-shirts I got good wear out of. Especially the one that kill humans. Like, I kill all humans. One. I've worn that one to fucking ribbons. No, actually, m- I mean, like, uh, most of the stuff that I've got at the con, I'm not going to sell. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff that I want to sell. But is I'm like just thinking, particularly the stuff I know from that con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much of that are you like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, pretty much all of it. <laughs> I mean, no, they're all, it's all cool stuff. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's stuff. Yeah. And, you, and, and you unless you live in a 40 acre museum. Yeah. You're just kind of thinking, well, what am I going to do with all this yeah, shit? Yeah, exactly. You know, anyway. Anyway, okay. Uh, uh, I'll do the first half. You just, have you got the second half of this email already? Yes, I do. Okay, so I'll just eliminate that. Emails. You can email us at podcast at mcgappinfries.com. That's podcast at mcgappinfries.com. It's also the same place you can get our competition answers into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll be running until the end of August. Okay. So, first email comes in from someone whose name I forgot to take out. It's a word association game time. Just say the first word that comes into the mind with the following actors. Okay? Mm-hmm. You ready? The first word. The first word. The first or phrase. The Let's first phrase. word. All right. Okay. Yeah. Number one. David Duchovny. Sex addict. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Jane Tatum. Dancer. Number three. Michael Caine. Don't throw <laughs> bloody spears at me. <laughs> Number four. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, I think I just found a transformer. Hey, dog. And number five, you ready? Yeah. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Mumble King. Gr- grumpy. Yeah. Grumpy. Grumpy. Uh, All right, you give me the second half of the list then. Okay. Number one, Meg Ryan. He's a helicopter pilot. <laughs> That's a. You ever to the, 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 the Mark Commode thing? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, key, yeah. Uh, Was it Under Fire? It's like Courage, cur- courage in the Fire. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, uh, Meg Ryan. It's very believable, like Meg Ryan being a helicopter pilot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Michelle Rodriguez. Hot cars. Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt? Yeah. Oh, uh, Linda Hunt, uh, Crazy About You. No? Is it Crazy About Me? What? What was the TV show? She- Linda Hunt, I'm thinking Helen Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Who's Linda Hunt? Linda Hunt is that uh, short fucking, she looks like a dude. Year of Living Dangerously, she was in She-Devil, she's like the fucking... Oh, Poltergeist. No, 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 that's no. another one. Um, she's also in... Oh, the word that comes to mind is pass. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Mm. Catwoman. Look good in that suit. Kristen Wiig. Funny. <laughs> yeah. 
email too comes in from Labradoodle. We've had ones from Labradoodle before, right? Have we? Yeah. I think so. Speaking of man from Uncle, yeah. I guess we were. I don't like Army Hammer. <laughs> I still find it weird his name's not Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, he looks like a bag of gravel. Have you seen the, uh, the uh, cartoonist for I think it's the Times in the UK <laughs> who draws um, David Cameron like his head is stuffed in a condom? <laughs> you ever seen that? No. It's genius, and that's what I imagine when I think Army Hammer is a bag of gravel. Number two, his name is Armand Moontwat, gay cake fungus hammer, but he keeps it short so as to appear <laughs> like you and I. And three, I'd like to see him preserved in ice for 100 years, then chucked in a quarry. <laughs> that's all from Labradoodle. <laughs> I, I don't have any issues with that. I don't. I, he, I, I can't fucking The Lone Ranger it. is not as... He's a charisma vacuum. Oh, no. Hang on. Wait. He's not as bad as... The last time I used that phrase was in a review for Jai Courtney. Yeah. He's not as bad as Jai Courtney. I would I would rate him the same as Jai Courtney. Nah, you're full of shit. I would rate he him was the, the same was, as Jai Courtney. The Lone Ranger... He is bland as shit. You, look, you like, you like John Carter, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You with me, right? Yeah. So far, right? Yeah. You're the gold standard, right? Yeah. And that's based upon an economic basis, right? Yeah, get to the fucking point. <laughs> the Lone Ranger was supposed to be the next John Carter. Uh-huh. It's not It's a, It's not a great in, movie. In many ways, it was the next John Carter. Yeah, yeah no, that's <laughs> me. It's meant to be like in the narrative of flops. Yeah. It's, it's not that bad a movie, and he's not that bad, is he? Yeah, sorry. Can't, can't, can't. It's can't. all aboard the hype train with those things. Okay. All right, next... Uh, comment comes in from uh, Cho Wee Jun mm -hmm. of Facebook. Mm -hmm. Superhero fatigue. I can't even mm -hmm. be asked to watch that, man. It didn't help the goddamn trailer came out what seems like ages ago. Spectre and Star Wars and Master Tons Catch. Not sure if I can, if I'm even a little excited about Dawn of Justice. It is true. I mean, everyone asks all the time about like a superhero movie is going to end. But it's like Cowboys movies end, but then they come back again. Yeah. I mean, the superhero genre is not going to end anytime soon. No. There's too many things coming out. Um, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh, but it's I won't. Call, I mean, like I don't feel any sense of fatigue. The no. way I, the way I see it is like I'll either watch it or I don't. Yeah. If I don't see it on the cinema, I'll watch it on DVD or something. Yeah. But either way, you're I'll gonna you're gonna watch the yeah. fucking movie. I mean, it's a genre. Yeah. It doesn't mean it has to be everything. Yeah. You know. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out who this guy is. I was had this conversation last night with someone. Um, Johanna at Johanna Fendi on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about how like do superhero movies have to be funny no because the, I mean Marvel have made a point of doing movies that are genuinely funny yeah like even the darkest one like what like the Incredible Hulk there's still elements of humor in there mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and I mean people are talking about the humor Ant-Man I mean Ant-Man is, 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 is custom designed for that yeah Guardians of the Galaxy also yeah um, and the no, the, no, despite no, the dark trailers Avengers Age of have you seen all the Age of Ultron yet no not yet Jesus Christ, you do a fucking podcast for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultron's its quite funny. Mm -hmm. Like, and I mean, there, there is that—that—that's—that's that's the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. That's what they've done. But I mean, we still could have the the dark shit. Blade Four can be dark as fuck. It could. It could. I'll be, I don't know. It doesn't I have mean, to be funny. Is my point. Yeah. No. No. It doesn't. And it is a genre to play in. Like, you can have you can have Unforgiven, but we also have the Quick and the Dead. Yeah. And so, you know, there is Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think Ant-Man was quite as good as that. But, you know, we can, we can agree, disagree, and let's sit down and watch Crawl. Yeah. Um, so it's a genre. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a playground to play in. So I don't really get the fatigue. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get a sense of fatigue. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to see what I want to see. Yeah. And, you know, like, 
you, you know, it's like, you, but at the same time, you say like, oh, I'm getting superhero fatigue. You're trying, you're trying to tell me, but and you, but at the same time, your two favorite films that you want to see are Spectre and Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you know, you like a like a schmidge on this side of not being. It's like what an epic sci-fi old time fantasy. It's like okay, okay, like maybe like not so much Spectre, but even with Star Wars, like you're trying to tell me there's not enough Star Wars shit out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so at the same time, it's like at the end of the day, it's your own personal interest. You're yeah. gonna see what you want to see. Um, I understand how you feel about Ant Man. You know, I mean the. The tr- they they took a while to really kind of build momentum, yeah. excitement. With but spoiler, you should probably go see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was my point was? Shit. Oh, Bond. Have you heard Warren Ellis is doing a fucking Bond comic? No, I didn't hear about this. Warren Ellis with the what's his name? The guy who came up with Bond. Well, Ian Fleming. Yeah, with the, the, the Fleming estate, they've worked out a deal. No, oh. so I think it's Boom Studios. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. And he's writing <laughs> he's he's writing a Bond thing which is like all about how damaged and fucked up he is but on the Majesty Secret Service stuff. Okay. Which is it sounds like a great match. Mm-hmm. That should be in news. <clears throat> Our next comment comes in from Facebook as well. It comes from uh, Christopher Higgs who says, Fuck Spectre, I'm so sick of the emo Bond. So that's a, basically what you said earlier as well. <laughs> Didn't it? Yeah. Hmm, that's what I'm moving. So... That's the end of our emails. You can, again, you can email us at podcast at mccaptainfries.com. Yeah, podcast at mccaptainfries.com. What was the movie you were going to do a quick review of? Uh, Ted 2. Ted 2. Hit okay. me with, lay it on me. All right. Well, Ted 2, if you were, if you saw the first Ted and enjoyed it. I did. Okay. Then you will enjoy. I love the bit with the flash in it. Then you will enjoy parts of Ted 2. Mm-hmm. But overall, it is a piece of shit. I have heard that. It's not funny. Yeah, it's just like I don't, I don't know what it is. It's this weird thing. When I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, all I could think while watching this is that, lay it out for me, set it up. Is that America is fucking retarded, mm-hmm. which we've already known. But it's just this whole thing of like, um, you know, uh, this whole stupid belief that like, oh, in order for a movie to be funny, let's just put in some really disgusting things in there, uh, and have every second word end with fuck or some or some 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 body part or something yeah. and and that qualifies as comedy now the first movie had a lot of this as well but for some bizarre reason this mo- this movie just feels very misjudged hmm. um, you know it's like they're carrying on with the with the uh, adventures of uh, Mark Wahlberg and Ted and Ted has has uh, married this chick like the checkout girl from yeah, yeah he married he marries her in this one and you know, married life kind of sucks, and after a year of being married, they're just getting on each other's nerves. And so they feel the way to reinvigorate the marriage is to have a kid. Because that always works. <laughs> but he can't have a kid because he's, he's got no dick. He's a bear. And so when he tries to um, adopt, they find out, well, um, we found out you're actually by, – by, by trying to adopt, he's put his name in the system, and then the system discovers that he's not actually a person – and then the movie has becomes about this guy, this guy's court case to fight to prove that he actually is a real person. He's a real boy, and that he's not a fucking teddy bear. Yeah. Um, now, the, by doing that, the movie automatically becomes. Actually, sorry. To be honest, the trailer confused me with that because it looked like they were going about the wrong way. I thought it'd be for the marriage you would have to do that, but it's actually after that, so yeah. that's why it yeah. seemed that way. That's yeah. Good. That's good. And so, by doing that, automatically the movie becomes this weird sort of analogy of race mm. and you know gay marriage whatever and it's all, all about furries basically all that kind of shit and the movie is nowhere near good enough nor smart enough to carry these kinds of issues you know it can't pull off mr ted goes to washington no it can't it absolutely can't and it's boring 
Really? It's no. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with just the fact that Seth MacFarlane. Did he direct this one as well? Yes. Is that he's just you know he's o- it's old. Mm. It's the 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 novelty is has worn off. He's a off. shock and awe man, and the shock has worn off. Yeah, you know, and there are there there are parts of, of this film that are played exactly like an episode of Family Guy, like exactly. Yeah. And you're watching oh, it. Oh, and and you're watching it in live action, and you're thinking to yourself, "No, fuck, it doesn't work." It's, 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 it's like, is it predictability, or is it just like it's not working at all? I just didn't give a shit. Yeah. I was watching it, just thinking, "I just don't give a." And fuck. you enjoyed the first one, right? I enjoyed the first one, yeah. but you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think it was amazing. Yeah. You know, because well, that I, bit with the flesh in it was. Because I think, because I think the uh, the first one is like it's the highest R-rated comedy ever. It's the yeah. highest grossing R-rated comedy ever. Yeah. I didn't think it was that good. But I, you know, I, I wasn't bored by it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, there's a good, there's a good rate of laughs in that movie. Yeah. Whereas this one, I just felt like, oh, I just, I just don't care. Play that. I just don't care. I don't give a fuck anymore. The law of diminishing returns bit hard. I think, I think Seth MacFarlane should have realized that he was damn lucky that the first one was as huge as it was, yeah. and just like moved on from there. Because even the last film that he did, A Hundred Ways to Die in the West, that flopped badly. That, that was shit. Did you watch it? Yes, I saw it. The movie sucked. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It wasn't funny at all. Maybe you told me it sucked. That's why I didn't watch it. Anyway, that's my review of Ted 2. Okay. There is one funny bit in it. Yeah. Is it in the trailer? No. It's like two funny bits. It's the same joke repeated twice, but it cracked me up. All I will say is that there's a sequence that takes place in the New York Comic Con. Oh, I've heard of something about this. Where... Giovanni Ribisi's character comes across a whole sort of shelf full of Ted's. Uh-huh. And what he does in order to get the real Ted to reveal himself is pretty funny. Okay. And the joke is reversed later when Ted has to do the same thing to him. Okay. And so that, he's back in it as well, which is weird. Yeah, and that cracked me up. Good. Cool. Moving on to our Ant-Man review. Yes. Ant-Man... So Ant Man basically, Paul. It, it starts. Ba- if you have you been paying attention to the Marvel movies, yes. it starts in the nicest way possible with a very cool de-age Michael Douglas looking like fucking amazing, amazing. Like it looks it's really amazing. well done. It's like really amazing. When we saw Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy and thought, oh, this will never fucking work, or the two rubber-faced uh, Patrick Stewart and McKellen in X Men Three. Yeah, yeah. Like this, those just look like. I mean, it's not. It's 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 a couple of years before Wall Street. I think it is. Yeah. Or after Wall Street, but it is basically. It's around the time of War of the Roses. I think it is. Right? Y- yeah. It's yeah, supposed yeah. to be eighty nine. Yeah. It looks badass. It looks amazing. So you've got, and I think Haley Atwell. So it's the same kind of tech they used for Haley Atwell in um, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, yeah. and she talked about that recently on the Empire podcast, where she's saying like, they basically recorded her. They got this ninety year old actress who basically mimicked her motions, mm-hmm. and then. <coughs> There's a third thing that they think was a CGI thing before right. producing it. They did docs, mm. <coughs> and they made some merge three together. Yeah. So Haley Atwell at no point was wearing old age makeup. Yeah. So in this scene, you've got I'm not saying it's you've got young um, Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. and you've got older old. characters. We won't say who. Yeah. There's old Marvel characters who would be around involved with Shield in 1989, and it's yeah. a nice little thing there. Yeah. And then you've also old other character. Yeah. Who's been in er- previous movies? And it's like it's nice to him as well. Yeah. And like yeah. the continuity of that ca- that other character. Yeah. That. No, I won't even say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's nice. Yeah. No, and it, I, it I think that plays into the stinger. Yeah. It, I think it, that the Winter Soldier might have had a, a hand in his death. Yes. Prob- yes. Anyway, that's spoiler territory. Yes. We won't go there yet. Yeah. So. <coughs> 
Scott La- Scott Lang. Wrong Scott Lang. Yeah. Scott Lang. No, uh, Hank Pym is uh, was ori- in the comics. He's originally one of the founders of the Avengers himself. Yeah. And um, well, Han- I mean, in the comics, Hank Pym is the guy who creates Ultron. Hmm. But they kind of missed that boat because Ant Man took so fucking long to get made. Yes. Yes. So um, in this, Hank Pym is a scientist who was the original Ant Man and was kind of like a sixties sexy uh, a Cold War super spy from the eighties. Yes. Him and his uh, <coughs> wife. <coughs> his uncast wife. His uncast wife, <coughs> who is known as the Wasp. Yeah, in their shrinking suits. Yeah. And, um, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., because, you know, back then, now we all know, Hydra were involved, wanted mm-hmm. to exploit his uh, his shrinking suit as a weapon, so he bailed and took his secrets with him. Yeah. Modern day, Paul Rudd's getting into prison. Yeah. Scott Lang's a criminal, trying to go straight. He's trying to go straight, but he can't get a job anywhere. Except he... he, he, he well, he lies on his resume and he, he gets, gets a job in the basket and Robin. Robin. So yeah. much fucking that the product placement's ridiculous. I mean, I know it's Marvel, but still. No, but I mean, like it's it's product placement, but it's not in your face. It's 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 you know it's it's normal. <coughs> it, it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel forced. <coughs> no, I guess yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it, it, it would be forced. the only place you'd be able to. It's like you know you know it's and and if, you know if it's product placement, it's not exactly showing the product in a neg- in a in a very positive light. You know, they're kind of saying it's like, no, I'm going to make something of myself. No, I'm not going back to jail anymore. I'm going to make sure that I got this shit down. I'm going to get a job and I'm going to provide for my family. Cut to welcome to Baskin Robbins. And everyone laughs. You get a laugh from it because everyone knows that's not a fucking career starter. That's also a question to see because you have the guy who doesn't know what Baskin Robbins is. Yeah. And he's like, can I get a burger? Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. I thought he was going to get chewed out. It would be hilarious if he got chewed out for like trying to sell fucking ice cream. He's an idiot. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll just get a taco. So Scott's fucked. Yeah. Things are not going well for the dude. No. And so naturally, as it is with all uh, movies when it deals with criminals trying to go straight, um, he, just wa- he just wants to provide for his daughter. And we, there's this very sort of sweet, kind of touching sequence where after he's out of jail, he goes to his daughter's birthday and um, the mom, played by Judy Greer, and the dad, played by Bobby Carnival, basically tells him, you know, to get out. Like, you're not invited. Stop confusing your daughter. Get out. But his daughter... Yeah, she was... Uh, Judy Greer was also the mom in Jurassic World. Um, and she's been around for a very long time, and I'm glad that she's getting work. I mean... Yeah. She's amazing in Archer. Yes, she's also she, am- sorry, she's amazing. She's also amazing in um, Arrested Development. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, but basically, Scott Lang's character is in this predicament where he doesn't want to be a criminal, but in order to see his kid, he has to provide child support. And in order to provide child support, he needs money, and so he's got no fucking choice. So he's got to do this as job. Soon, as soon as he gets out of prison, Mike, his uh, <coughs> one of his partners, Michael Pena, already tells him, "It's like I got this job." He's like, "No, no." No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. However, uh, because he needs the money to pay for child support, finally he's, he's like, desperate. tell me about the job. And the job is breaking into Hank Pym's house to steal the Ant-Man armor. And it's not all that. It's not armor. It's a suit. suit. And it's not all that it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole time, Hank Pym's been watching him because he's... Hank Pym's got a heist of his own. <coughs> Hank Pym has got a heist of his own that he Because one of the things do. about Paul Rudd was that when he was a cat burglar, he's not a thief because thieves... He, it was a, he's not a burglar because he doesn't use force, right? Yes, yes. He's a cat. He's not a thief because he doesn't use force. He's yeah. a cat burglar because he gets in and out without getting caught. Yes. And his his crime before his mo was always rob people who deserved it. Yeah. Like who fat cats and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. bankers and shit. So 
Hank Pym has been watching him for a while, and Hank Pym chooses him to lead up this heist that yeah. he's got in mind. And I think in terms of plot, that's all you need to yeah, know. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Um, we're not given any major plot points away. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the film itself, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. That that first scene where he tries the suit on and he shrinks. Because he's, he's also he's smart. He's a, a master's in electronic engineering. Yeah. <coughs> I should say that. And he, he's looking at it. He tries it on. He hits the button. And when he shrinks that first time, that first time is, I mean, they do a very stylized thing on the shrink. Mm-hmm. Where the foreground is super kind of fisheye lens. So you don't really see the back detail too much. Yeah. Which really sells that sense of scale. Yeah. Because the bathtub is a big, pla- a big scary place when you're size of an ant. Yeah. And his first experience shrinking is just his, his house. Yeah. And how crazy that can be. Yeah. And that's a very cool thing that happens. However, I felt that as this movie goes on, and you can tell it's all 100% CGI for mm-hmm. those scenes, mm-hmm. even when it's him doing stuff because he's got the mask on. Mm-hmm. You know, Uncanny Valley kind of kicks in after a while. The, light, the, the lightness kicks in where you feel like, oh, you know, you're not involved as much. Mm-hmm. I, I feel a little bit taken out of the, a lot of those scenes near the eventual heist later on. When it cuts back to normal size or the fight that goes between the, no- the different sizes, yeah. straight back into it then. Yeah. But when it's all CG for a while with ants and stuff like that, like, I mean, the ants are great and stuff, but they just, it, it, it feels like an effect. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, I would rate it higher than most of the Marvel sequels. Really? Like, uh, like Iron Man 2. It kicks Iron Man's. T- I, I didn't. I, I preferred it more than Iron Man Two. I preferred it to Thor Two. Um, I preferred it to the first Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I think we can agree that Winter one. Soldier was, is amazing. Is it amazing? You know, I mean, it's 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 a much better. That bit where he drops the knife in the middle of that fight and catches it and then stabs it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, what I really liked about Ant Man, and it's funny because there's been talk about superhero fatigue, mm. is that except for a, f- a few key moments. I forgot I was watching a superhero film. Yeah. And that's... He's not in the suit massively to start with. Not really. Like the first action scene's not for a long time. Not really. And even when he... I read one of you mentioned that. And even when he is in the suit, it doesn't feel like a superhero movie. No. It feels... It feels it's, it's a you, desperate you, dad you, movie. You know what it feels like? It, it, like, the, the special effect sequences, the parts where he's in the suit, I felt had more in common with movies like Inner Space... Yeah. ...than it did with... <laughs> You know, movies from the Marvel canon. Yeah. Um, in fact, it felt what I what I really liked about it was that the <coughs> whole movie felt like an '80s movie. Yes, very much so. It, it it really did. I mean, even when you look at the poster, like this poster, this looks like an '80s poster. Yeah. And 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 and, and I was uh, really pleasantly surprised by all that. Like you had m- major issues with um, Michael Ma- Pena. Michael Pena. I was gonna say that. I just um, I found him completely unfunny. I. I didn't get much sleep on it before because I was writing up my comic on fit, so maybe that might have been. I it. mean, like, okay, some some reviews had said that he kind of stole every scene he was in. I didn't agree with that. Okay. But I didn't think, you know, to me he was just a character. Yeah. You know, he, um, I just felt that because they built up how sc- smart Scott is, mm-hmm. and the reason why that uh, Michael Douglas needs him is because he can't just send the ads. He needs someone to be uh, improvisational and yeah. someone smart, and also, I mean, that scene when you find out where where Scott tells Janet why. Yeah, he needs to be the person. Yeah, that scene really hit me hard. Yeah, it's like when it's that kind of thing of like he's the one who can be X. Don't want spoilers. Yeah, that moment's great. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Yeah, he should be hanging out with a smarter crew because <laughs> these guys are fuck. I mean, to be honest, and uh, there's a balance with that when they're doing the job, they actually all excel. Yeah, 
Like they do actually destroy the cops correctly and yeah. they do take care yeah. of stuff. And Michael Peña does go back and say, like, oh shit, that guard. I can't leave that guard behind to die. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. that nice moment. Yeah. But the other shit, like the, the bit with like back up, back up, back up. I can, s- I mean, some of it I think is my attachment to Edgar Wright. Right. I could have seen some of those jokes working in an Edgar Wright movie. Right. Whereas in this, and I saw in the press screening and there were a lot of jokes that were met with stony silence. Like when, you know, when they're in the van, right? Yeah. And they see the cops and like back up, back up, back up, back up, back up. Yeah. That was silent. Really? Yeah. In in the in the cinema I saw it in, people were laughing their asses off. Really? Did you laugh at that, John? Yeah. Ooh, I mean, I, I mean, I giggled. Mm. I mean, it's not it's not a showstopper, yeah. but it's you know, I mean, <laughs> I didn't think it was offensive or not not at no, all funny. There's just a the, the few bits that just didn't land. Mm-hmm. Whereas I felt no, like no, no. I mean, like honestly, um, I f- I was actually really concerned in the first ten minutes. Oh really? Like the first ten minutes of the movie, like okay, once you get okay, once you get over that prologue. The first two. Paul Rudd's ama- Paul Rudd's great and everything, but you begin to wonder halfway through: Is he phoning it in? Because he can. Yeah. Like, no, I- him phoning it in is good still. Yeah. No, but like after the prologue, yeah. where you have like you know young Michael Douglas and all that shit. Yeah. The first ten minutes of the movie, I was like, so fucking nuts. It's not working. Yeah, because the the, the, the fights in the, the the prison Fuck, yeah, and then yeah, driving yeah. in the van. Yeah, yeah, and and, 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 and and you're just like, it's not working. It's yeah. not working. But as soon as it becomes a heist film. As soon as as, he soo- breaks into the head. as soon as Paul Rudd comes g- comes comes back and says, "What's the job?" Yeah, it becomes a completely different movie. Yeah, and from that point on, and he's some smart ass shit in that house. Yeah, and from that point on, I was I I was loving it. Yeah, I mean there yeah I mean like I'll admit it like it was a rocky start. One of the things that was the most thing that kind of said like Edgar Wright had something better in mind, but he put this in the script was near the end. So this is other character, Yellow Jacket. Yeah. Which originally in the comics thing was Hank Pym's alter ego when he got kicked out of the Avengers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is a different guy, and it's basically the similar kind of thing. There is some good stuff there as well. With Corey Stroll's not given a lot to do. He's not. He's basically villain number one from the moment he appears on screen. He's, he's, he's chewing on the scenery. Yeah. And it's not, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He does a good. No, a good but job. but at the same time, that's kind of what I mean about it being an eighties movie. Yeah, he's evil. He's evil. Is that he doesn't have a mustache? But if you he's the bald he's the bald pate stroking villain. Yes. So. You know, and it just it just plays. It plays. And he shrinks so many lambs, the motherfucker. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, bring in subject fifty six C. Yeah, you know, and it's very it's very black and white. Yeah. And I like that. You yeah. know, it didn't bug me. But yeah, I mean, like I I think I enjoyed it a little bit more a little bit more than you did. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, that review I wrote, you read this review? No. Okay. Because I had to give it three out of five because everyone they'd never given a five. Okay. So I couldn't give a four because okay. the, the other fours they'd given it were. Um, they're just stellar. He doesn't know who LaFours is. He doesn't know no, who LaFours is. We had this conversation on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but that fight scene, the, the, there's a genius fight scene at the end. Yes. Where both combatants are shrinking and growing. So when you shrink, like the, your strength is still the same. But it's, I mean, and they explain it in a clever way. It's like it's all the same force of like a, you know, like a bag of sugar in the face, right? A, a kilogram. Yeah. But instead of being, you know, forces mass over area. No, wait, mass, whatever. Science, bitch. It's all down to the area. So if you imagine being punched in the face with someone's full fist, and if you imagine the same amount of pressure being behind a, like, that's why knives work, because it's smaller. It's a smaller profile. Mm-hmm. And then you imagine a point that's an atom small. That's where the prayer comes from. Yeah. And there's a great fucking scene there. Yeah. And it's going fucking great. And then they go into the suitcase, the briefcase. Yeah. And there's a joke there that sounds like a joke that was meant to be redone later. 
the song that played. There's a joke that's a, a pop culture song. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's complete. That, that that falls in its ass. Like it's I'm going to disintegrate you, and then series plays a song. What was the song again? I don't know. Alright, I can't. But did you, that's the thing. You can't remember, right? No, I but can't. I remember mean. watching. Going like, but that song is like, it's it's completely unmemorable. It's not. It's not like. It's not in tune with the action, mm-hmm. but it's not comically opposed to the action. It sounds like a temp. Right. And that was where I was like, Edgar wouldn't rap Africa, maybe. I mean, there is a, there is a tendency to say, like, the good bits are Edgar, the bad bits are the other guys. And then I, I don't know about that. But that moment was just really like, there's a better song that fits this spot. Yeah. And this joke falls in his ass. Yeah. And the fact that, that, you know, they have that big climactic, ba- this big fucking battle happening, and then just like, whoop, as the fucking suitcase lands in the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at yeah. that point, they stopped the action for five minutes. There's an absolutely genius scene where the guy attacks in the scene with a ping pong bracket. Ping pong yes, yes, bat. yes, yes. And yes. that is fucking brilliant. Yeah. And then they stop to go for a taxi ride for two stops. Mm-hmm. That, I felt that was a misstep. They, they, they derailed the momentum. Mm-hmm. They should have easily gotten from there to the scene of the climax mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and kept the momentum going. Mm-hmm. Because when it got to that momentum at the end, when it, got, it had to build it again. Yeah. And it had to do it through like the Thomas Tank Engine thing and the ant thing and stuff like that. And yeah. that, 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 that again, I love that growing dream stuff. And the classic scene we've seen the trailer with the train hitting Corey Stoll and derailing hilariously. Yeah. But I felt that should have been one thing. It really kind of like to, to stop. It was like a nothing scene to have him in the back of the car. Right, right, right. It right. really did fail. Whereas that 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 joke with the ping pong bat was so good mm-hmm. that if you had gotten four more of that caliber, mm-hmm. I would have given it five stars. I felt that those kind of things it wasn't hitting that level. Right. Whether that, and then it, again maybe that's not Edgar Wright, maybe that's these guys. But there were levels where they were hitting it, and there were levels they weren't for me. Yeah. And I felt that a little bit more work they could have done that all the way through. Right. And I feel that work has been done in some of the other Marvel movies. You know, they've worked the joke then. Like, when the first time I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, there's very few jokes you don't laugh at. That's true. That's true. And there's very few moments you feel like, oh, why are we doing this? <coughs> but having said that, Guardians of the Galaxy was, um, uh, you know, I mean, that, that was done by one singular voice. Yeah. You know, whereas this... It's had a problematic. It's, you know, I mean, for a movie that's had a history that this movie's had... Yeah. It's no, no, it's, it's amazing for, what, for, for, for getting it done. Yeah. So, yeah, we still recommend you should see it. No, I, de- I definitely recommend you. I know. I'll still add it to my list. I mean, and also, <coughs> and it sets up a lot of stuff for Phase Three. Yes. And uh, I mean, there, I mean, once it goes into the quantum realm, you know, I mean, like uh, they're never going to do Micronauts, are they? No, but the quantum realm. I think what they're really doing is setting up Doctor Strange. <coughs> ah, okay. Mm. So and, and also they're double they're double fisting on um, wasp setups. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally double fisting. They're like. Did we? It seems like they said like, did we get Evangeline Lilly to sign on for nine movies yeah. or just one? It's like we're not sure. All right, let's put it in two different ways. You can have it happen. Yeah, <laughs> they really fell on that. Something like that. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah, there's a whole sequence uh, that involves the the, the quantum wor- the, the quantum realm, which is when you go when you shrink beyond qua- the, into the quantum beyond yeah. like the size of a molecule because he has to shrink between the molecules or something. Yeah, and that sequence is pretty damn cool it's pretty trippy it's pretty damn trippy I was trippy. like wow this is not uh, this is, that yeah. actually no to be fair that was really really good yeah and, the, and when he, when there's all like the fractal shit going yeah, yeah, on yeah, and, yeah. and all the wave shit you're like oh, oh. I wish I was done I know I know I know I'll, I'll, when it comes to that DVD just edit that together into like a six hour fucking thing and uh, Kevin Kevin Feige has uh, said that that it's that is kind of their way of slowly introducing Doctor Strange mm. 
So it's not magic. Ba- well, I mean, they've done ba- the basically, basically, he's like, well, if you think this is weird, yeah, then it's the same way in that Thor is not really magic. It's that what you call magic, we call science. Yes, it's so far ahead of its yes. time. It's, it's indistinguishable. Yes. Yeah. So that's also something to yeah. bear in mind. So yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you should go see it, and you should also stay till the very end of the credits because there is a scene in the middle of the credits. Yes. And then there's a scene at the very end of the credits. Yes. With the other at the very end, I don't know who's directing Civil War again. Uh, same guys who directed. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier. The Russo brothers. Yes. Yeah. So there is a, a jarring to- change in tone. Very jarring. Very. So I presume they did that. Th- they usually get the guys who are doing the next one to Well, I mean, no, that is a scene from, from Civil War. Yeah. Well, it's not going to be in Civil War. No, no. That, that scene is from Civil it, War. Oh, it's going to be? Yeah. Okay. They're not going to be for, aren't they? Well, I mean, Kevin Feige said that that scene is, in, is from Civil War. He's not sure what take they used because sometimes they, they change yeah. it up a little bit. But, but that's that, a, that's, that is the first time they've done that, right? But like, no, 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 no. It's always been like that. No, I mean, no. The, <coughs> they've not done an actual scene. Like, no, you no, know. no, 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 not an actual scene. But, um, but Kevin Feige said that that scene is from Civil War. And there are some intriguing hints. There's things mentioned about the Accords. Mm-hmm. And I think I know what they're talking about. I think, it, remember that character we talked about in the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when they say, like, this would have been a lot easier a week ago. Yeah. About a week ago. Um... I think that's to do with that character from the beginning. I think his exit from the franchise might have been to do with a certain character, and that's why they can't go to the other character. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Totally. Totally. Um, it, it it it's intriguing. It looks interesting, and we'll see where that goes. And I like. I mean, it, Michael Pena did. It was a callback to a joke earlier where he did about the whole the Falcon. We should mention there is a there is a, a scene with an Avenger in this, which is quite funny. It's pretty cool. It feels a little tacked on, but it, it works. works. It works. It really yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you think he's going to get away. I thought he was going to get away with it straight off. And he's yeah. like, I can see you, little man. <laughs> that was great. And it's cool that, you know, he's out there doing that and he's looking for people. And that's why Paul Rudd will return. Yeah. They actually say that in the credits. So that's cool. Yeah. That is the end of our podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to... Uh, Get in our conversation. We've been running for the next month, so we will read out the question again on the next podcast. Send us everything you want to at podcastingatmcfries.com. I am on Twitter at McNastyPrime. And I'm at Gav Yap. You can find me writing occasionally for The Hyped Geek now. Oh. .com in the Malaysian website. And you can find stuff from you at... Um, anything to plug? Nah. nah no at, plugs. Nothing at the moment. You still write for Esquire? Well, I don't know. We're uh, between editors period of transition yeah 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 so uh thanks for listening and we will talk to you next time okay good night good night